Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you will receive 20% off your next order. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. I'd like to welcome in all of our returning as well as our new listeners. If you're a new listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel so inclined, we'd appreciate a five-star review. It'll help other Buccaneers fans find us here as we lead up to Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And to help us do so, we are joined by the president of the Arians Family Foundation and co-host of the TDN Fantasy Podcast and TDN Against the Spread on Twitter. You can find him at Jake B. Arians. It's Jake Arians. All right, Jake, thanks as always for joining us. Of course, this week is a little bit bigger than most weeks. And I want to start off by asking you about someone you're very familiar with, and that is Chief Safety Tyron Matthew. And then another person that you become more familiar with, and that is Tom Brady, of course. So Tyron Matthew, during his media session on Monday, mentioned that he doesn't think the media gives enough credit to guys like Cam Brate and Rob Gronkowski from the Buccaneers. And so it kind of brought me back to the whole Brady effect thing. Like, it's all on Brady. There's a seven-win difference between 2019 and 2020 for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. So is it as simple as Tom Brady literally adds seven wins to your team, or is there more to it? Is Tyron Matthew right that maybe other people on this roster aren't getting enough credit? Uh, I'm not sure you can quantify it, but uh, Tom Brady is a giant effect. I mean, just the turnover difference, the quarterback play, and it got better throughout the year. I think if we'd have had preseason games and a normal preseason for Tom, some of that stuff wouldn't have been the trial and error that it was really through, you know, weeks 10, 11, 12. Uh, But I also don't think enough guys get credit. I mean, Tom Brady's the GOAT for a reason, so he's going to get a lot of credit for a a lot of things. I don't think Byron Leftwich gets enough credit for the job that he's done and the transformation he did from the bye week moving forward. Uh, but the other problem is you have so many weapons. Yeah. I, I mean, if you've seen the Super Bowl stuff all week, Chris Godwin's the guy that's on there, not Mike Evans. How is that even possible? Like, Chris <laughs> is phenomenal, but it's freaking Mike Evans, right? If you're the face of the offense of the Bucks for the last decade, it's Mike Evans. Uh, but you have that many guys, guys like Rob Gronkowski and especially Cameron Brady, who's been spectacular in the playoffs, can get overlooked because Tom gets so much of the credit. Yeah, I think you nail it there. And, and you know, we talk about how much credit Tom gets and not a lot of people are talking about how how solid this Buccaneers defense has been the past two weeks following the return of Devin White and how pivotal they were in beating the New Orleans Saints and beating the Green Bay Packers. And and a lot of that is because of Tom Brady. You know, he he giveth and he taketh away as far as attention from uh, from around the league and, and from around the the media. More with Jake in just a moment here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, when you're done listening to today's episode of Locked On Bucks podcast, if you want more Super Bowl information and insight, check out the new Tampa Bay 55 podcast. Long before the team score at Raymond James Stadium, thousands of hours of work go into making the big game and the amazing spectacle that accompanies it. Tampa Bay 55, a new podcast, is your exclusive all-access pass behind the scenes with the dealmakers, handshakers, celebrities, and athletes. Listeners will go inside the planning meetings and hear firsthand from the people responsible for ensuring every detail is perfect. 
The podcast is hosted by Ryan Bass, anchor at 10 News WTSP, the CBS-affiliated television station in the Tampa Bay area, and Rob Higgins, executive director of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission and president and CEO of the Super Bowl 55 host committee. To get behind-the-scenes scoop on how Super Bowl 55 is coming together, check out the Tampa Bay 55 podcast, available now on your favorite podcast provider. Here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, we're covering everything you need to know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but what about the rest of sports? Now on Locked On on the Locked On Podcast Network, you're covered there as well with Locked On Today, hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. We are joined by Jake Arians, president of the Arians Family Foundation, here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. And Jake, this is not the first time the BA is coached in the Super Bowl, but it is the first time he's been the head coach. Lots of people have been sharing, you know, where I was in life stories from the last time the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. So where were you, Jake, the last time Bruce Arians won a Super Bowl and and how is your life different today? I was in Tampa, (laughs) of all things. I was sitting right under the pirate ship (laughs) when Santonio Holmes caught the ball about 30 yards from me and I turned around and Jerome Bettis came out during the uh, commercial break while they were reviewing it and put his hands up. And we all went nuts knowing that we just won the Super Bowl uh, on that, or should win the Super Bowl on that play. James Harrison had a phenomenal sack, of course, after that of Kurt Warner. Uh, and then we lost one in 2010, a couple of years later in Dallas, uh, the last time he went to one. And I'll tell you what, the, the feeling of winning a Super Bowl compared to the feeling of, I don't know that I've ever felt like that. I don't even know how you describe the losing the Super Bowl feeling. You appreciate the fact that you got there and all those things, but I'd already been there twice with him and, and saw him win. Mm-hmm. And then to walk out of Dallas losing to the Packers in 2010, that feeling is just so empty. Uh, I'm not sure it'll feel the same way with him being a head coach. This season has been remarkable. And I, I want to remind Bucks fans that the first year with a new quarterback and a head coach and, and new staff in their second year to make a run like this is pretty special. I mean, I think this team needs to be celebrated regardless win or loss uh, in this game. But I'll tell you what, man, that feeling I don't know that it's, it still hasn't gone away. I'm sure you could tell in my voice yeah. it's like that remembering back to that, the elation of 2008 Super Bowl in Tampa, then the loss two years later. It's uh, it's a wide, wide range of emotions for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then of course, uh, this isn't new territory for Tom Brady, but he seems to be just as as is in, in, enthralled in it, really soaking up all the moments. Of course, you saw that picture going around of him taking a picture of the Zoom conferences and all that and what he could see from his angle. So, I mean, just someone who appreciates every moment, even though he's done this more than anybody else could possibly imagine. And you talk about dynasties. There's been a lot of conversations around the Kansas City Chiefs and the media and the fan base especially about this kind of being the the launching point of the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty, winning their second Super Bowl. And and what it's brought up to my mind is, is has – the success that the, that Tom Brady and the New England Patriots have had in this last two decades made people a little too dynasty happy, as in jumping to jumping the gun a little early, saying this might be a Chiefs dynasty, but then also maybe expecting a little bit too much out of their coaches, their teams, and their rosters because of what the Patriots have been able to do. I think if you take the Patriots' last 20 years out of football, then we're talking about the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Steelers, the seven. You have some dynasties, right? It was three or four Super Bowls over a span of seven, eight, 10 years where you had phenomenal teams that could stay together. What they've done over 20 years, you put this in context, Tom Brady's going to his 10th Super Bowl. It's every other year of a damn career. There's nothing in sports that have ever been close. Bill Russell's Celtics teams are the only things you can even think of to have that many rings, but he's been a 14 championship games in 20 years. I mean, I I don't think 
we almost got numb to it because we were just expecting it every single year. And then he leaves and goes to Tampa and he does it again. Uh, he wins this game. I think he's on Mount Rushmore by himself above Jordan, LeBron, Russell, everybody else in sports, because he's got more Super Bowl rings than any other franchise at this point. If he wins this game, uh, the Chiefs win this game. They're set for a while, but their salary cap kicks them in the butt here in a couple of years. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes contract kicks in. They're going to lose some players. Uh, but you still have maybe the best player in football in Mahomes. I think they're going to be able to, to make a run for a while if he can stay healthy and keep surrounding him with talent. But to ever talk about another dynasty like the Patriots, I don't think we'll ever see it again. Dynasties like the Cowboys and the Niners, yeah, I think the Chiefs could be on that kind of run for the next seven to ten years if Mahomes stays healthy. I mean, I think he's that good. Let's talk for a minute about bulletin board material. You had Chiefs fans up in arms Monday afternoon when JPP mentioned that he didn't know who Mike Remmers was. You had Tyreek Hill saying that he plans on blowing by the Buccaneers secondary again, just like in Week 12, and he's shooting for a Super Bowl MVP. And, of course, you go back to Chase Young wanting Tom Brady and, and all of that. How much does bulletin board material matter inside the locker room when it's the Super Bowl or at all, even for that matter, I, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, is bulletin board material real, or is it more for fans or those of us that swim through the social media pool, or is it something just for the media to talk about to fill a week's worth of content? I think for about 95% of guys, it's BS, and not a lot of guys pay attention to it. But the Michael Jordans and Tom Brady's of the world that literally make stuff up in their own heads to have bulletin board material, much less when people actually give them to them. Don't forget the little redheaded kid with the Saints, with his, with his mom that said, bring on Brady as well, um, <laughs> after the Chase Young stuff. And then they had, they had a sign in Kansas City. I was like, thank God somebody was dumb enough to put that up. I think Tom has a secret room in his house where him and Giselle mm -hmm. just find stuff, and they, they literally pin it to the board. I said before we played the Saints, I mean, you don't think bulletin board material for Tom is I'm taking Drew Brees out. There's, you know, all, the, all these rumors, this might be his last game. I'm going to be the guy – I'm putting that in the middle of the bulletin board. I'm going to knock him out. I'm the guy that's going to knock him out at home in the playoffs with my new team. He lives for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Not everybody does. I really think it's a rare breed of guys that, especially when you've been this successful for this long, to, to find something that, that really just, just drives you. I mean, it's fa I love the story of his family being gone for 12 days, and he's never had this much time to prepare for a Super Bowl. I mean, like how much better prepared, prepared can you be? You've won seven of, six of nine. This will be seven of 10. Like you need, I just, I love that kind of stuff. Tom is a different cat when it comes to preparation. Um, and I, I love everything about it, but the rest of those guys, I think it's more for the fans. The fans love the stuff. Social media, of course, loves it, but there are certain guys that, that really can, they can, they can take it. Cause everybody, like people talk about fans talk about, you need to play hundred percent. He's not playing hard. Every player's out there playing as hard as they can possibly play. But there are certain guys that I think can take little things like that. And that motivation that can put him over the edge to have not more effort, just more, just like maybe put him in the zone more. They just have a better yeah. game because of little stuff like that. I think Tom's one of those guys. One more segment here, the Locked On Bucks podcast, joined by Jake Arians of the Draft Network. And we're doing so thanks in part to our friends over at betonline.ag. 
Are you ready for the Super Bowl? Of course you're ready for the Super Bowl. That's why you're listening to this show in this episode today. And if you want to put some money on Super Bowl 55, if you want to get into the action, whether it's the spread, whether it's a straight-up win or loss, or whether it's a prop bet, how long is the national anthem going to be? How long is the halftime show going to be? The NFL regular season is done. The playoff picture is done. All that's left is the Super Bowl, and there's only one place that has you covered for the one game, one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On, and you get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit $300, James, you get an extra $150. That gives you $450 to put all on the bucks to win. That is not a recommendation. Please don't sue me if you do it and you lose. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have every, everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Uh, he is Jake Arians of the TDN Fantasy Podcast, TDN Against the Spread, and president of the Arians Family Foundation on Twitter at Jake B. Arians. And Jake, a couple of questions have come up this week across our podcast network and then over at BucksNation.com uh, that I would really love to get your thoughts on. The first of them being, uh, obviously, the Buccaneers making history, hosting and playing in the same in a Super Bowl in the same year. Do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a real, quote-unquote, home field advantage in the Super Bowl? And if so, how big is that home field advantage? Uh, yes and no. I love the fact that they don't have to travel. I love the, what Tom said. We get to eat our own food. We're not eating hotel food. We don't have to travel. We're sleeping in our own beds. Uh, we're at our practice facility. We're going to be in our locker room. I think it kind of ends there. I mean, the NFL is in charge of the turf for the game. So that's, that's different grass than you've played on all year. Uh, you should still know what it is. It should be perfect, but it's still going to be a little bit different, right? Uh, the fans are going to be split. There's only 22,000 of them. And this COVID year, I think it's a huge negative and a detriment to the home team family coming in town. You got all these NFL rules about when they can get there and they got to get tested and all the stuff you got to deal with that you, the chiefs don't have to worry about. They're flying in Friday. They didn't have to come do the media day in person, all that kind of stuff. I think that's a huge advantage for them. So while there are advantages of playing at home, I think there's some serious disadvantages too of being pulled in a million different directions. And this COVID thing just throws a whole nother wrench into it. If it wasn't there and you were playing at home, yeah, I'd say it's probably more advantage to play at home in the Bucks. This time, I think it may be split because the, the one of the biggest problems of the Super Bowl stuff is the tickets, the logistics, the family members get pulled in a million different directions. I think my dad did a phenomenal job last week, getting the game plan in, having practices 
that you have it done before you even get to this week. Because yesterday and today are just chaos. And then you, they had a walkthrough today. And then you kind of get back to practice. And the rest of the week kind of takes care of itself. But if you can get to that point and you're not trying to do install tomorrow, you've already done it last week, I think that's a big advantage too. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they, they see that bye week and they think, oh, this is an easier game to prepare for in some ways. But then you think about all the things, like you said, the, the responsibilities they have in sitting in even Zoom conferences. It's not quite the same environment, but it's still time off your schedule, time that you're not preparing. Uh, and then, Jake, the next question that came up was, which player in Super Bowl 55 not named Patrick Mahomes, not named Tom Brady, is the best player on the field this Sunday? Oh, man, that's tough. I mean, you got to go with right now and not career. Uh I'd probably go Travis Kelsey next, followed by Mike Evans. Uh, and then I think you're getting into probably more bucks than, than Chiefs. I think you're getting into some of those defensive guys. You got to tire Matthew in for them when you're throwing in Levante and White and JPP and Shaq have been hot. Uh, so I think we have an advantage there. But if you're going to go with the, the most talented guy next, I'd probably have to lean towards Kelsey. Yeah, I think I think he was the dominant answer when the polls went out and then the locked on today poll went out there, I think Travis Kelsey kind of won that race uh, by a, by a wide margin. Like you said, and then Devin white, Mike Evans were two of the nominees for the bucks and, and they came in kind of second and third. Yeah. I mean, you got to throw Tyreek Hill in there as well. Uh, I mean, you can't, can't talk, you talk about the chiefs without, without bringing that up in his talent. Uh, but you know, I mean, you're talking about superstars. I don't know how the NFL isn't just licking their chops. I mean, both, both championship games, no matter what the Super Bowl scenario was, they had to be like, okay, this is gonna be awesome. But secretly, Mahomes, Brady, Goat, Kid, all these superstars on offense, defense, uh, so many awesome storylines. Absolutely. Jake, last one that I have for you before we get into our rapid fire to close things out. The Buccaneers have been a team that not a lot of people believed could win the past couple of weeks, whether it was beating the Saints in the Dome, beating the Packers in Lambeau in the cold and now facing off against a team that so many believe could be the next great dynasty of the NFL. What is so different about this Buccaneers team versus the one that the Chiefs beat in week 12 that that many people just can't see and has them doubting their ability to win on Sunday? I mean, the NFL is basically three or four different seasons. And when you start talking about an offseason that was like this and a new quarterback and a new system, and he's done it one way for 20 years, it took time. And I, I go back to this, too. We talked about this before, guys. We have a week 13 bye. You get to week, week nine or 10 in the NFL, you're, you're 85% at best. That means you're one of the healthiest guys on the team. Some guys might think they're 85%, but they're 70 and I really think that could simply be the difference of losing to the Rams by three and the Chiefs by three and not being able to come back. Uh, coaches, that's a long way to go for coaches to get to that week 13. Uh, so you're playing the Chiefs then, really good second half. But you also can put that on tape. I'm not sure how much you can really move. Like I said, I don't, you can't take anything from the first Saints game when you're talking about the playoffs game or the second Saints game where the wheels just fell off while you're talking about the playoffs. We're a completely different team coming out of that bye, winning those four straight, the offense was on fire. Tom was playing great. Now you've gone on the road and win three. Nobody thought we could go to the Saints and win based off the regular season, right? Nobody thought we'd go to Green Bay and win based off of Aaron Rodgers under 32 degrees at Lambeau, but we kicked their ass in week six. And I'm pretty sure B.A. 6-0 and against Aaron Rodgers in his career. Uh, I gave him a chance. But the best part about that is it rallies that locker room. This is a really, really close-knit guys led by Tom that have all bought into the belief that we can beat anybody if we just don't beat ourselves. I think that's the biggest thing. Don't make mistakes. Don't turn it over. And they're going to be in this game. They're a completely different team than they are coming out of the bye, going into that bye against the Chiefs. 
Yeah, absolutely. Patrick Mahomes, uh, the last quarterback to beat Tom Brady right now, sparked a seven-game win streak. And really, even out of those seven games, I think the last three are the only ones that really matter. And even then, you probably argue the last two, the last one. Uh, so, Jake, to wrap up today's episode, we're going we're gonna to shoot off a little bit of a rapid fire. we got about seven questions here that most of them should be pretty easy. I think one that you, you may get stuck on just a little bit for a second. Uh, but are you, ready? are you ready for these questions? Absolutely. All right. So, first question is, if you're at a Super Bowl party, what food has to be present or else that party is a bust? Wings. Yes, that's my answer. What is your all-time favorite Super Bowl halftime show? I was present my first Super Bowl, 2001, Ravens-Giants. It was Britney Spears, Aerosmith, NSYNC. Uh, it was pretty awesome to watch live. All right. Should the NFL allow cannon fire after Buccaneers touchdowns in Super Bowl 55? As much as I'd love to say yes, no, because it's technically not a home game, but it would be pretty awesome if it happened. (laughs) Do you have any game day rituals, traditions, or superstitions? Uh, Not really, other than I've been wearing the same uh, white Chris Godwin. It's a hoodie jersey that my wife ordered for her, and it didn't fit. And I was like, give me that thing. That's awesome. (laughs) And I put it on coming out of the bye, and it's now 7-0. So I'm rocking that with the same underwear and I might change the shoes up because I've worn a couple of different pairs of shoes, but the jersey's going on for the Super Bowl. And so is the same underwear. So a little bit. Nice. There you go. Better team 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers or 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh man. Um, (laughs) I use, I, I personally think the Bucks will be 20% better next year if they stay healthy than they are this year, just given the offseason. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with that Steelers team because that defense is one of the top five greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, and that offense was pretty loaded too, although this Bucks team reminds me a lot, a lot of it. That team was just more veteran. This, this defense is kind of young, and Tom's first year, I think they'll be better next year. I like that answer. Can Scotty Miller beat Tyreek Hill in a foot race? No, <laughs> Scotty's my boy. I love Scooter, man, but Tyreek Hill is a whole nother level. Marquise Goodwin literally jumped long jump in the Olympics and is a world-class 100-meter guy. It depends on what it is. Is it a 40 or is it a 100? I don't think anybody's beating Tyreek in, in a 20-yard, and, and are they going in a straight line, right? Like yeah. Nobody's really – if you're going to run anything diagonal, then Tyreek's got everybody. Yeah, I mean, I would just say 100-meter dash. I think it'd be close. I don't think Scotty gets the absolute top end speed uh, credit that he deserves, but I think Tyreek's got a gear that Scotty just doesn't have. Yeah, I can agree with that assessment. And then uh, final question, Jake, Super Bowl MVP prediction. If it's not a quarterback, one from each team, if if the Chiefs win, who is it going to be? If the Bucs win, who do you think it's going to be? If the Chiefs win, Travis Kelsey. And if the Bucs win, Chris Godwin. I love it. I love it. Jake, thank you so much for some of your time. Uh, let everybody know where they can find everything that you are doing. Uh, everything at draftnetwork.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jake B. Arians, Instagram at Arians NFL, and the AriansFamilyFoundation.com. Make sure you check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Coming up tomorrow, Big crossover Thursday episode. It's the final one, David. Final crossover Thursday of the season because there's no more games after this. This is it. It's the Locked On Bucks, Locked On Chiefs coming up tomorrow on Crossover Thursdays. You do not 
want to miss it. Until then, hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.